Welcome to Parenting in Acadiana podcast, brought to you by Woman's Foundation. Our goal is to provide you with quality information from local experts to support you in your parenting journey. Hey listeners, welcome back to Parenting in Acadiana podcast. I'm your host, Sally Sabandith, today. Thank you guys so much for listening So far, we've been so excited to come up with some great topics for you guys. And also, this month is actually National Nutrition Month. And so, I have a special guest today here with me. Her name is Yvette Quantz, and she is with Eat Fit, Eat Fit Acadiana. So, welcome to our show, Yvette. And thank you so um, much. Yeah. Tell us what you do and uh, your role at Eat Fit. Okay, hi. I'm so excited to be here. So I am work with Eat Fit. We're a nonprofit community outreach from Oshner. And with the support of Blue Cross Blue Shield Foundation, we get out in the community and work with restaurants to help bring healthy menu items both to the community. What I like to say is we help to educate and empower people how to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an Eat Fit app that is free to download. You can download and you can find all the Eat Fit partners that are restaurants that are in your area. You can also find recipes and community events. And it is, um, to be a participant in the Eat Fit program, it is a free program. That's so awesome. if you own a restaurant or if you know someone who does, uh, let them know about the Eat Fit program because it's a, it's a free resource to help bring healthier menu items to our community and it's spreading statewide so we have throughout all different regions right and so if people are going to eat out they're looking for that orange sticker it's it's an orange seal uh Mm -hmm. and it shows which items are eat fit approved and then on the app you can find the specific dishes and the calories and the nutrition facts of that if you're if you're looking into that but um, that orange seal can help guide you Mm -hmm. and as I like to say, help to empower you on how to choose foods that are going to help you feel good and live well. Good. So we're actually here today to talk about a specific topic. I know, Yvette, you're very passionate about healthier lifestyles, whether it's eating right or being physically active or just having a healthy mindset, um, mind, body, and spirit, right? Absolutely. And We're actually here to talk about eating disorders and how parents can help their child or look for signs and symptoms and maybe even some myths. We want to cover all of that. Absolutely. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. It's a part of my practice when I was doing private practice that I was really specializing in and working in. And when I took the the role with Eat Fit, I really had to reflect and make sure that it still aligned with my beliefs and values with eating disorders. And I believe at the end of the day, it's teaching us how to fuel ourselves right on the inside so we can live well on the outside. And when it comes to eating disorders, a lot of times the outside messaging and whether it's from social media or it's a diet culture or anything has given the message that you need to eat less, you're not enough, you're not good enough, you need to be smaller, thinner. And what starts out as a lot of teens way of, and it's not just in teens, so definitely let me preface with that. Um, Eating disorders are, they are not biased. They affect every age, Mm -hmm. gender, race, 
There is no, eating disorders have not, do not just hit one type of, do not just hit teenagers. A lot of right. people think it's just teenagers, right. but there's a lot of um, adults who also struggle with eating disorders. But what starts out is generally just a, a I just want to lose weight or lose five mm-hmm. pounds, get on a diet. That eating disorder, the thought process, mine, it, it cycles into a control mechanism and, mm-hmm. and it cycles into really taking over the mind and body, mm-hmm. whether it's in the overeating part and overeating and purging, which is associated with bulimia or just over binge eating, mm-hmm. or whether it's anorexia, mm-hmm. where you're starving yourself and you're you're not eating in enough calories and you're you're really not taking in the nutrition you need. And the third one that is newer is called orthorexia. And that's where that obsession with the healthy eating. So there's so many food rules and food restrictions that those confine and control you. And no matter what what it is, the eating disorder, and I like to refer to him as Ed, mm-hmm. he, he likes to control his victims. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to tell you, your child, your your loved one, they're not good enough. They don't need to eat or they need to. He consumes our mind mm-hmm. with food, thoughts of food, how to, their body image all the time. So I know you're talking about how it's mind controlling and um, how it, it kind of just takes over you. And what are some signs that moms or dads even, or what are some signs that they can look out for in their teen or child? A lot of times you won't even notice the signs and symptoms that there's a problem going on mm-hmm. in the beginning because you'll think that your your loved one, and I'm going to use the word loved one here because really it could be your child, it could be your spouse, it could be a friend, it right. could be a coworker, it could be anyone you care about. Mm-hmm. Usually what starts out is in an attempt to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. So you And usually we, as a love supporting cheerleaders, we see this as a positive change because we we all know that, that good nutrition is a foundation for a healthy life. So we say, oh, we want to encourage that. Mm-hmm. But that turns and shifts into an obsession. And from the outside, you you probably won't even notice that in the beginning. A few signs you can start to notice is one, if your loved one starts to have obsession of constantly talking about their weight loss, their diet, what they can eat, what they can eat. Also, if you notice extreme weight loss, so if you notice that, for someone who's struggling with possibly binge eating, you might not see any changes. From there, you could see maybe their cheeks are puffier or they are, you notice their, their immune system's weaker, so they're getting sick often. Uh, bruising could be another sign and symptom. Sneaking food could be another sign and symptom. Constantly talking about it, uh, hiding either hiding food or maybe even hiding, making you think they ate a certain amount of food and hiding what they didn't eat. Being cold all the time, having to, uh, if your loved one's always, it's, it's hot and you, you know, they're always in sweatshirts and jeans mm-hmm. or, or leggings and that can be another sign. A lot of people who struggle with anorexia will try, will 
hide their weight loss by wearing oversized clothing. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily see what that extreme is. Also, over-exercising can be a play in it, and that can play into if, if they're missing out on family events and exercising a few times a day. If you notice they get agitated, if, you're, if your loved one gets agitated by a disruption in either their meal timing, maybe what's presented, this was planned and then something mm-hmm, else is brought mm-hmm. up. If there's a disruption in, in anxiety and they get really nervous, that's a sign that there's help needed. And the same with exercise. If, if you notice they can't miss a day. Mm-hmm. I like to say, because we, we do know that, that taking care of ourselves and, and eating healthy is a good thing, we, we need to be doing that. People wonder, well, how do I know when it's a problem? And what's a lot of times outside loved ones don't understand the long-term repercussions of what Ed can do to someone. Medically, there's a lot of, I mean, you, your child, your loved one could be at medical risk for heart failure, could be risk at, their electrolytes could be off balance, Mm -hmm. um, hospitalized for too much weight loss. Death has occurred in, uh, there's multiple cases of people with anorexia and bulimia from those symptoms. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I, there's also the mental aspect of it. I like to say Ed is, that eating disorder is taking your loved one from you. Mm-hmm. It's controlling. When someone is so controlled by their food consumption, their weight, their exercise, what to eat, what not to eat, literally that is all they are thinking about. So their work performance may drop. Their work performance might actually, schoolwork might not drop because a lot are very conscious of being people pleasers. But you will notice creativity goes down. Social engagement goes down. Wow. The And that's one of the things when I'm, when I'm working with clients is seeing that you see them draw in and not want to go out and, and live and engage and, and be with friends and, and be with family and laugh. Mm-hmm. That's huge because while you might just be looking at the person, they just seem withdrawn. What really is happening is they're counting calories. They're thinking of food. They're thinking about I'm thinner than this person or bigger than this person or I, I need to run more. Or it, it's literally consumed everyone, everything in them. And the gifts, their their potential, their qualities that make them unique are are overtaken by mm-hmm, this eating disorder. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's just overpowering over them and their personality. A- absolutely. And, and that's where, that's why the, the help, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. Right. Because it it's getting the right help mm-hmm. is so freeing. And it's such of a, and it's a learning process for both you and your, your loved one and the whole family around. Right. It's a very beautiful thing to watch the recovery part, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. also very hard. It, yeah. It's it's a journey to face. So as a loved one for, you know, someone that is suffering with this eating disorder, how can you set an example and what can you do to help? The first thing I like to say is change the conversation. Mm-hmm. So shifting the table talk, shifting the house talk from always being about food, from about your body. Mm-hmm. If, if you are a, a parent who 
has struggled with their own body images, um, body issues, and you find you're, you're constantly saying, bashing yourself, Mm -hmm. change that conversation. The same if you are, maybe you've never struggled, but you always are looking at other people and comparing their bodies, change the conversation. Mm -hmm. Talking, not food shaming. So the, the philosophy of eating well, eating fit, that should be most of what we do. But if someone wants a cookie, don't, there's no need to There's food no shame. shame. Yeah. No, and, and that's a huge part because a lot of the eating disorder happens from someone feeling they need to hide foods that might be deemed unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And taking off those terms, really, um, I'm using that in this podcast, but really not having that terming unhealthy and mm-hmm. putting putting those labels on food. So shifting the conversation embracing all body types, embracing mm-hmm. all foods, also getting the help when needed. There's there's a lot, and if, if it's a teenager that's struggling, they're learning so much about their body. So getting them to have help on how to identify and work with that feeling of hunger. A lot of them feel that hunger and feel ashamed of it, or what do I do with it? learning how to take care and and nurture and nourish themselves Mm -hmm. rather than either have to starve an all or nothing approach. And as a teen, your body is already going through so many changes. Absolutely. So many changes. And and that's where getting that support and and letting your your loved one know you love them no matter what Mm -hmm. is really important because a lot of that eating disorder – comes it, it starts to when that those feelings of shame or embarrassment or feeling not enough start trickling in and so the outside world has told us that if we look better then mm-hmm. maybe we'll be more loved or we'll more accepted and and really letting your your loved one know that's not the case learn how to take care of yourself so your inner gifts can shine right and if parents or a loved one would want to maybe seek professional help where would where do you so advise them? You go? really you would need a, a team of um, you want to get a registered dietitian, you would want to get a therapist who is trained in eating disorders, and a physician who is trained in eating disorders. You can go to the National Eating Disorder Association website, mm-hmm. and you can find resources there. Nita's the the name of that, mm-hmm. but. Really, you want to have that team, and mm-hmm. that team communicates and works together and gives each other updates um, to take care of all the mind, the body, and the medical condition. If you're noticing these signs and symptoms and you find that your loved one is making excuses, how do you go about that? That is a wonderful question. And I'm going to preface with, before we dive into that specific question, I'm going to say the sooner you can get help, the sooner you see the signs, the sooner you're going to prevent things from getting out of control Mm -hmm. because you're going to be giving your loved one those tools and resources that they need to be educated and empowered so that they learn how to take care of their body and not let Ed take over. Right. Um, So what happens when... You, you recognize someone needs help, but they're not willing to give it. They're, that's such of a complex question because mm-hmm. it is going to depend on their age. Mm-hmm. If it's a, a teen, 
I would start with getting a physical okay. because that physical is going to give you that clinical data to, to tell you it, how serious it is. Mm-hmm. I had a, a client who on the out, we knew she was struggling on the outside. She appeared to be normal weight. Mm-hmm. That clinical data showed there were severe imbalances and there was, her heart rate was low and everything. Mm-hmm. Having that clinical data, then that will give that concrete of we need to address this because this could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. If you if you do that clinical data and you say, and the doctor's like, everything's normal, then you've hit that eating disorder before it's gone out of control, mm-hmm. most likely. So it's still a big, it's, it's taken over the mind part. But mm-hmm. so getting, talking about, Finding someone your your loved one feels comfortable to talk mm-hmm. with, to go s- get support and help, would be so important for you. And I know we say a lot in other episodes as well to keep the communication line open, but that is so important. I feel when it comes to this topic. Absolutely, absolutely. Years ago, I had a, a father come in with his daughter, and it was just such of a, a beautiful thing to be a part of because seeing what she struggled with and mm-hmm. her hers was an obsession with healthy eating so and watching their communication and the parent and child do not always need to be together in this case they both they it worked well and, mm-hmm. and she wanted him there but watching that open communication was just awesome mm-hmm. and seeing that breaking free from those controls so that she can live and go play her sports and thrive out in the world. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing when you invest and get that help. Right. I bet that's beautiful to witness. It, it, it is. Yeah. And it can be it it's can be one of the most challenging parts about being a dietitian of mm-hmm. of when you see someone losing weight and losing weight and losing weight mm-hmm. and not willing to eat and you know you have to send them to treatment. It can be and crying over just eating, you know, a spoonful of, of food. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, professionally, that has been some of my hardest days of wondering, like, am I cut out for this? But mm-hmm. watching the other side of it is just... It's so rewarding. So rewarding. That makes me think of a common thing parents and loved ones think is, it's just food. Why, why can't they just eat? Right. That's it's, it's it's almost like you shouldn't say that. We can't say that. Yeah. Yes. And we as the person not struggling with this mm-hmm. understanding and that's what even this father and daughter that I worked with, we had to have private talks of him understanding this mm-hmm. language and he was so I mean this man was just like my hero because mm-hmm. he was so open and willing and wanting to know what could he say and what not to say. Mm-hmm. But really when you are looking at the person saying, just eat, that's making that eating disorder get stronger and saying, mm-hmm. don't give them control. I have, you know, we got this. You don't have to eat. Mm-hmm. So knowing that's not going to fix it. You bring up a great point about what not to say and what, you know, what are the appropriate things to say. And so that makes me think like, not only are you having the help 
you know, the loved one who's suffering from this eating disorder, but it's educating the parent. There's a lot of education. And the support team, like it requires educating and awareness for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, if there's one thing you take away from this, it's knowing the words just eat are not going to fix your loved one struggling with that eating disorder or the words don't eat for someone who's struggling with maybe um, binging or purging or over-exercising, those two words, those phrases are not going to help someone who is struggling with their eating disorder. So having love, having compassion, we can't have, we, we need love and compassion, but we also need to also give firm love, mm-hmm. meaning it is time to get help. We cannot do this alone. We don't, us being the food police are not going to fix it, but also we can't just let it run its course. I mean, I, I remember hearing, oh, that's just a normal teenager's thing. It's just going to go, it's just a phase. And that phase can get down a very slippery slope, mm-hmm. a very dangerous place, and it can get a lot faster than you think. Awesome. So actually, I normally wrap up every episode with what's the one thing that parents can take away from this episode. But Yvette, I think you hit the nail on the head on that one uh, with what you just said. So absolutely great. Thank you so much. Was there anything else you wanted to add? I mean, no, I mean, thank you so much for having me talk about this topic. As you can tell, I'm very passionate about it. I just, the sooner you can get your loved one help, the better. And there are resources, there are tools. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go through it alone. And recovery is, is hard, but it is beautiful and it is worth it. Awesome. So Yvette, if parents wanted to get more information about whether it's eating disorders or just healthier eating or healthier lifestyles. I know you're a registered dietitian, so where can they get some information? So my website is Food Therapy Online, www.foodtherapyonline.com, as well as Food Spirations. It's little tips and things I share. Okay, awesome. And do you have social media? I know you have social media. I do, I do. You can find me on social media. Instagram's Yvette Perrier-Quantz. There's also Food Spiration on Instagram, and Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So happy to have you. And so parents, if you're listening, be sure to like our podcast. It really helps, especially on iTunes. It really helps bring our episode and our podcast to other parents that are interested in our topics. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook. So be sure to like, subscribe, subscribe, 